Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach Bye. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach Bye. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach Bai, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me right here on the pod. Reacting to a come from behind uppercase W at Ball Arena on Monday night. 134-116 over the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I was in the building for this one. My first uh, game this year. I have plenty of thoughts. It was really exciting. Uh, a game that Denver got down 20 points at one point in the first half. I think it was 61-41. Uh, and then proceeded to blow out New Orleans. They were up at one point 20 points. So think about that type of swing. Incredibly uncommon, but not for these Denver Nuggets who are um, reshaping on the fly, um, the way that I'm thinking about them, I, I couldn't have been more bullish on this team coming into the season. We talked about that in the early episodes. Uh, but here we are in the moment. And whatever invisible, like, geofence that I had as a as a ceiling for them, um, I just don't have it. I, I'm continuously floored. And how do you how do you become floored when your expectations are already so high? Um, it's it's truly nights like Monday night that once again have me redefining um, what I already thought is going to be a championship team. And I think that it's just, you know, you, you go into this game without Jamal Murray. It's your first game without him. Uh, New Orleans uh, can be very tough. Um, this is this is what I think is a pretty good basketball team. Um, we'll see what happens with Zion's, you know, sustained health. But this is a team that's going to give a lot of um, – uh, clubs fits throughout the year, a winning team. Uh, I expect them to be. And the Nuggets just, you know, the Nuggets went dad strength on them. And this is something that happened over the weekend against Chicago, where it was like a middling type of game and uh, was spearheaded by Nikola Jokic there in the second half against the Bulls. It's just, okay, we're done playing with our food now. And we are going to pound your ass uh, in, in this second stanza. And we've now seen it multiple times this year. And it speaks to the level that these nuggets are on these world championship nuggets are on that. You could even remove their second best all-star caliber player and they could dominate a team with a winning record. Um, this is a team now in Denver that is five and zero at home. Um, this is a th- th- this is a group right now that has a chance to be the best home team in the history of this franchise, and I and I'm expecting them to do it. Like this is what I'm talking about with like on the fly redefining um, expectation, right? You're, it's already sky high, but how how could it be higher? Well, become the greatest home team in the history of the Denver Nuggets. You're you've played five times at home. You've won all five. This is just who they are. Guys, this is just who they are. And it's, of course, led by Nikola Jokic, who makes history on Monday night. I was so thankful to be in the building for this, uh, passing LeBron James and Jason Kidd for fourth all-time, breaking that tie at 107 triple-doubles. Jokic now 108, sitting solo First place all time. He is now just 30 triple doubles behind Magic Johnson. 
Think about that statement. These are the gods of the game, the, the, the shoulders in which the current uh, era, the current uh, uh, goat like Jokic is standing on the, their shoulders, and he's, he's on Magic's block in terms of triple-double count, and he could get there by the end of the season. Not crazy. Guys, Nikola Jokic, and this is not – this is not a hot take. This is not a take based on Monday night alone. This is an all-encompassing take given the context of what we've seen here for years out of Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is trending to be one of the 10 greatest players of all time by the time he turns 30 years old. And I am as serious as a heart attack here. Okay, I, I do believe he's ultimately going to be in that conversation regardless um, if, if he can maintain his health. I don't know what would get in the way uh, here moving forward of him being a part of those conversations. But I'm talking about the immediate future of the next two years. If Nikola Jokic does in the next two years and he's 28 years old, what I expect him to do, I think we are looking at one of the 10 greatest players in the history of the game of basketball. He is redefining greatness at a position that we've obviously never seen this type of production out of the center spot. But you talk about having more triple doubles than LeBron James and doing it in 813 less games than LeBron? Are you kidding me? You're talking about a guy that uh, led uh, the first player in NBA history to lead an entire postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. A guy who averaged a triple-double for an entire postseason. Uh, a, a guy who was the first player in NBA history to have a 2,000-point, 1,000-rebound, 500-assist season. Like, what, what, what else do we need to see? He's a multiple MVPs. That's already in his back pocket. Finals MVP, already in his back pocket. We've talked on this podcast before. He's the 11th player ever to have two uh, regular season MVPs and a finals MVP, right? Like, he's going to add to this. And he is putting himself in a category uh, that it is impossible uh, nearly right now to not have him as one of the 20 greatest players of all time. I think he's already there. But if he keeps this pace, I do believe with every ounce of me, this, 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 this takes no coaxing or building up for this take. I just legitimately believe this is what we're watching. And, and I'm watching a guy that, and I tweeted about this Friday night, who looks like he cares more than ever. He, he looks more emotional about the game than ever, you know, and I was talking with a friend of mine, uh, a, a college teammate of mine who uh, is, a, is a trainer and does a great job and trains NBA guys. And, you know, we were having a conversation about Jokic and he said, you know, I, I think Jokic might just you know, go back to Serbia after this contract. And of course, that's not a new thought like that's been around. And I, and I told him, I said, Dags, no, because I'm watching a guy and, and maybe that ends up being true. And I really don't care at this point for the purpose of this conversation. I'm watching a guy that looks like he cares more than ever before. You know, on, on Friday against the Mavericks on national TV, I'm watching veins pop out of his neck and his head because he's screaming with emotion. Guys, it's the, it's, it, it was the, at that time, the um, uh, fifth game of the year, six, sixth game of the year. Like, but this is where we're at with Jokic. And I think if, if I could try to uh, uh, zero in on the one thing that's a little bit different this year with Jokic, okay? Because he was already great, already historically great. But there's something that's different. And I'm seeing it. He is more demonstrative 
He looks like more of a leader showing leadership qualities that we, you know, we've asked to see that's like the next layer of his development. And I just see a guy who is um, giving a middle finger to the NBA. That's, that's what I see. I see a guy that's giving a middle finger uh, to the rest of um, the National Basketball Association. He's going right at guys in a way that we've seen in spurts, obviously, um, but not as sustained as what we're seeing right now. It's every stinking night. And I, I just don't know if you are paying attention, um, how could you refute re- anything that I'm saying? Uh, again, it's 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 barely opinionated. It just feels like natural facts, as plain as the nose on your face. That's what we're seeing out of Nikola Jokic, and it is beyond anything that I have ever seen. You know, and 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 through my life, um, the greatest basketball player that the players that I've ever uh, seen: LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. Prime Shaq was the most dominant force I've ever seen. This is on that level, and it's not like he's you know, poking his head up to that level. He is, he's looking these guys in the eye. In the eye. Hold on to that. Okay. Um, I want to talk about just uh, some of the other stuff um, uh, from Monday night. First of all, being in the building, like if you told me that, um, that when I first got to Denver in 2017 – you could go to that game on Monday night against New Orleans. You could literally get in the building for probably eight bucks, eight dollars. So you sit up top. You could sit if you waited until um, a half hour before tip off. You could sit in the lower bowl for probably twenty five bucks on a Monday night in November against New Orleans. Guys, that crowd was insane on Monday night. It was packed. You could not find empty seats. All right. It was, for all intents and purposes, sold out on a Monday night in November against not the Lakers, not the Warriors, right? Not not to see Giannis, all right. Not to see LeBron, but to see the Pelicans, who they, they have storylines that you know Zion or you know Bi, like they you know they're 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 you know solid operation, solid players, whatever. But the point is just like, man, I'm like, wow. If you told me this in 2017, I would have said, you know, what 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 happened? What what could have happened? Did some free agent pick Denver and, and, you know, it's, it's just unrecognizable over that seven year period. Um, and I just wanted to make sure, uh, I mentioned that, um, Michael Porter jr. He's stabilizing, you know, I, I encouraged myself at the same time. I'm encouraged, encouraging the listener last week of like, let's stay the course with Michael Porter jr. I understand that people get frustrated with him. He drives people nuts. Um, what happened in the NBA finals, 14% from three starting the season really slow. Didn't finish a game, got benched in the first four games of the season. So, you know, Rocky start Michael Porter jr. Is stabilizing on Monday night, eight of 16 shooting. Um, I, uh, went into that game, a bet on my Superbook app over 17 and a half points. He cleared it easily, scored 22, um, had nine rebounds. He's been so active on the glass. Um, and I don't want to minimize that. Okay. Um, three assists, three assists for MPJ, stuff like that matters with him Two assists on Saturday against Chicago. Um, had an assist against uh, Dallas. He has had an assist in every single game this year. Every single game. Now pull up his game log from a year ago. You will find a lot of goose eggs from Michael Porter Jr. in that department. He is becoming more multiple. He is doing more. Uh, in addition to finding a shot. Five, uh, uh, um, uh, made two threes 
on Monday night, made five threes on Saturday, made four against the Mavs. So you're talking about a guy who's now made 11 threes in his last three games. He's figuring it out. And I'll say this too, with the, the, the absence of Jamal, uh, Porter could have went into that game and shot 20 to 22 times. There was a lot of times uh, that Michael Porter Jr. actually turned down what I thought would was a good open shot and purposefully um, um, uh, trying to get others involved, just next pass type you know deals um, to his teammates. So I love to see that um, 22, 27, and 24 in his last three games. You know, you look at the three games before that, it was, you know, five points against Minnesota, eight points against Utah. It just wasn't good enough. And he is rounding into shape. And I feel like the absence of Jamal over the next couple of weeks, and it will be a couple of weeks, uh, Michael Malone, um, said that in the pregame, uh, so let's prepare for that. But if Michael Porter Jr. is playing this well, um, man, I, I don't think there's going to be some sort of huge uh, drop-off. I, I, I really don't. Um, moving on here, I thought Aaron Gordon uh, was like underratedly good. Um, you see him handling the ball more. He's, he's, he's uh, more of a playmaker right now. Uh, six assists on Monday night. For Michael Porter or um, for uh, Aaron Gordon, that is beyond impressive. Um, and finishes with a double double: fifteen points, twelve rebounds, efficient from the floor, uh, uh, distributing in a way that is uncommon for AG. Um, so huge shout out there, um, Contavious Caldwell Pope, fifty uh, percent from the floor uh, on Monday night uh, against New Orleans. Love to see it. Finishes with fifteen points, um, and then uh, off the bench, the 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 big. Big story, uh, and probably should have led with him right after Jokic. Uh, Julian Strother. Julian Strother's emergence, 21 points. That's a career high. Obviously, his he's he's just his career's just getting started. The rookie out of Gonzaga, smart player. Guys, looks confident, looks, looks the part. Like the part of a guy who plays for the world champions. Um, we're going to have nights where we come in here and are um, probably reacting to an 0 for 5 from the field, maybe a DMP coach's decision. So I don't want to get carried away um, here. But Strother looks like a confident player. He doesn't look like a rookie. He really does not. And for him to go 8 of 13 from the floor, um, it's over 60% shooting, making five threes. Uh, I heard a stat. Uh, uh, on the fan earlier today, he's the first ever rookie to score 20 points um, and make five threes and score 20 points in less than 20 minutes in NBA history. Think about that. So they may have really found something here uh, in Julian Strother. Um, young man out of Gonzaga, smart player, smart program, right? And don't, don't, don't minimize that. You know, the, 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 the transition from playing for Mark Few and what, what is required to play for in that program, uh, from an intellect standpoint, a basketball IQ standpoint, um, solid transition, solid transition, uh, and a really great night for, for Julian Strother. Am I expecting to see it again? Um, you know, uh, uh, on Wednesday against Golden State, probably not. Um, but you just, man, bank that because that was a signature night for for Strother. Um, and I think his minutes are going to keep coming. A um, couple other thoughts here. Uh, it, every single player on the Nuggets who played more than one minute had an assist. Again, speaks to it's a microcosm, something small that represents something larger. That's the culture of this basketball team. Um, and I love to see it in that way when it's just up and down the statue. Every guy who was out there 
distributed the basketball to their teammate who scored. Love it. Um, Love the activity from Peyton Watson. Although he didn't light up the stat sheet, I thought he was very active and just going out there and being an athlete who's playing really, really stinking hard. Um, and and I liked what I saw from Colin Gillespie in the second half of that game. He kind of stabilized there. Not a great first half. You see they target him uh, defensively. He's small. I, I don't know. If, uh, I'm such a big fan. I don't know if he's going to work out long term. But I l- did like what I saw uh, on Monday night. Um I think that was uh, all the thoughts I wanted to get to from the game uh, itself. Um, It's a big game on Wednesday uh, at home against the Golden State Warriors. I'm really looking forward to that game. I may go right back to Ball Arena if my wife lets me. I'm not sure. Um, But uh, it was so good to be in the house. Uh, Shout out a couple listeners uh, that I saw down there. Appreciate you guys saying hello. um, And I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. We're going to wind things down here uh, on a Tuesday if you're listening in in real time or on YouTube. And guys, hit me up on all the social channels. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, feel free to hit me up. If you want me to discuss something in particular here on the Mile High Hoops podcast, that's the best way to reach me is those social channels. Uh, I keep my DMs open if you don't want to just rep- uh, reply openly. Um, good stuff there. Uh, really good stuff, man. The Nuggets are absolutely rolling 7-1. and one. It's one of the best starts in franchise history. Um, and to see if they can go to 8-1 and one, uh, on Monday night against the Golden State Warriors. They present a unique challenge. Um, you already know uh, all the things that um, come with Golden State. It's going to be a, a wild atmosphere at Ball Arena. And uh, I just can't wait. They're off to a good start. They, they're 6-2 and two in their first eight games at the time of recording here. Uh, so really fun. And then we'll turn around and come in here on Thursday and react to that basketball game. Guys, uh, best way to grow this podcast, tell a friend, grassroots approach. That's what we've done here for six seasons. Uh, And we've got this far. Really appreciate that continued support. It's not lost on me at all. Um, All right, we're going to leave it there for now, guys. Whatever happens on Wednesday at Ball Arena against the Golden State Warriors, you already know we're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.